are listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. It's all about making sense of life, who we are, and why we're here. Life is sacred and life is strange. And here's our dad, Tony Gapastone. Hey, welcome to season two of the Holy Cannoli Whoa. Podcast. <laughs> that was a surprise. I just threw that season out there. Two. I wanted to spice it up. You know why I call it? <laughs> I'm calling it season two because we've done 25 episodes. We did That's 25. That's impressive. That's a big deal, right? So most TV shows, like in the olden days, olden days would do like 22 episodes. That's like half a year. Then they take a break and come back again. So I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be our 26th episode. This is going to be <laughs> season <laughs> two, episode one. Way to go, honey. Yeah. So we're going into the Christmas and the Hanukkah and the holiday season. Tons of strange, tons of sacred. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I thought it'd be fun. Well, first of all, before we do our little holiday story thing, any reflections on podcast one through 25? Hmm. As you're lit up in the glow of the Christmas tree, <laughs> <laughs> because we are sitting in our our home with... <laughs> I'm laughing because you said, do you have any reflections off air? And I was like, no. <laughs> and now you're asking me while we're recording. I'm like, no, no. reflections. Sorry. Wife has <laughs> no reflections on episodes. Again, it is Sunday night. Tw- yeah. I Sunday am night. so ready for bed. <laughs> so I'm This week has thrown me off. Like I have, you know, we have been home. We've been on a vacation quote unquote, staycation. staycation Kids yeah. have been on break from school. It's just, I don't even know what day it is. It's been so great. It's though. been so fun. And so like we've <laughs> one day, I think I worked a couple hours one day. I came home and you guys were still in your pajamas. Yeah. And I'm like, one day what? was solid pajamas from morning till <laughs> night. That was awesome. Awesome. We also had bad air quality. So like you couldn't go outside. It was weird. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird, weird time. California, but thank God that the fire is contained and ra- it rained. It's out. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, I'll reflect on episodes <laughs> one through 25 because I have been sitting in on all this. I love all of our guests that we had. I hope you all loved Laura Turner last week. I'm just like so grateful for the people that have shared their lives mm-hmm. and shared their stories. I mean, we're getting real and honest, transparent stories of people talking about just stuff, like talking about uh, gender and sexuality, talking about dealing with death, you know, suicide, talking about how do you find your purpose in life, talking about your your career. And I mean, Angela Johnson being, she was our first, by the way, our first Skype podcast. And I had a few people say, I like them better when they're in person. You can tell when they're on Skype. And I totally get that. But I also go, we're going to get more people if we can do more Skype recording. So I'm going to go after everybody's local. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, I wish, you know, they could be on these big, uh, drive through headphones in our <laughs> in our living room <laughs> but it's just not the reality so i have one scheduled next week which is a guy who lives in minnesota minnesota it's minnesota. <laughs> that sounded so funny minnesota. and he this sounds like another country sometimes when i say that like midwest <laughs> it does so sorry to my our midwest listeners but he 
uh, it's got a really cool story. He's a pastor and he's trying to change his church and he's dealing with some really interesting challenges. He, anyways, I'll let him tell the story, but that's going to be uh, mid-December. We're going to release that and it's going to be a podcast uh, recording. But yeah, anyways, if you guys have people you'd like to get on here, I have the ability to record and talk to people with technology. Mm -hmm. So send them my way. If you have friends or family members or you're connected to celebrity, big shot, philosophers, you have heard 25 episodes so far. You kind of know what we're going after, the conversations we're trying to have. So send us people because I would dial them up, Skype cool. it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking over. Our, oh, I, 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 we got a request for Daniel Kirk to come back. He was our mm. uh, 12th podcaster episode. Sorry, episode 13 podcaster. So I'm going to try to nail him down again. He's a Bible scholar, and uh, people said they wanted to do some more talking to him. So if I get a date with him, I'll start taking questions on, like, Bible, Bible questions. I thought that would cool. be kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, end of recap. Um <laughs> <laughs> So who's next week? Did you say what's next, next week is Corinne? Corinne, excuse me, Corinne Ostrike. Corinne Ostrike is a. She did a little bit of the blurb on last week's episode. She's this really cool Native American advocate, and she's a surrogate mother. So she's given birth to three children that are not hers. She has two biological, yeah, two biological children, and then she's had in vitro fertilization of mm. someone else's. Um, and when I call it, what do you call it? fertilized eggs? Yeah. And given birth to three other children for wow. families that can't. Isn't that wild? Wow. I was talking to her about walking through that, you know, and I thought, <clears> how <throat> cool would that be in the month of December when we celebrate a woman who was implanted <laughs> with <laughs> a fertilized egg? However, that miraculous thing worked with the, the Virgin Mary, uh, if you believe that story or not. It's just interesting. So we're going to talk to her next week. Cool. Yeah. Okay, but so this is going to be a shortened podcast. It's our transition between seasons, right? Okay. So uh, we were asking you all, Canolio listeners, for podcast stories. Um, so we're inviting you to tell us your sacred and strange holiday stories. And uh, I was talking to my co-host over here, <laughs> and I said, she's going to kick us off because she's got a story sacred or it was kind of a strange story a holiday story oh kick you off kick it off it like kick, kick it off, you babe. off the air no oh, start it off. off yeah these are the kind of things we're looking for okay all right i'm well, gonna cue i'm gonna cue some some kind of new okay. some new music this is a new segment okay here. this is the <laughs> okay go ahead um well the funny thing was we just this memory just came up and then we laughed about it and thought oh that would be like the kind of memory we're asking people to share with us. Yeah. But I feel like it was a couple years ago, not sure what holiday. It was in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we had a mix of family over. We had some aunts, uncles. Wasn't it Thanksgiving Day, babe? I don't think it was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> what? Because it wasn't a bunch of kids. Like, it wasn't everybody. Okay. It was a smattering of people from both sides of my, my mom's so side totally and my dad's strange. side. So totally strange, yes. I okay. don't even know why. Oh, it was. It was a mixture of family. It was a mixture family. of family. Okay. A mixture of extended family. Okay. Those of you listening, maybe you guys remember, if you're in my family and were there, what this was about. But it was at our house. 
One of my aunts um, volunteered to pick up some pies from Whole Foods before um, coming. So she grabbed some pies. We're eating. We're hanging out. I'm about to serve pies. Or I sliced up some pies, passed them out. And then I was looking at the pumpkin pie in our kitchen. And it looked like it was sprinkled with like powdered sugar or something. And I thought, that's weird. I never <laughs> have really seen powdered sugar on pumpkin pie. And I looked closely. I might have even taken a bite. And I realized it was mold. <laughs> it was fully coated with the top coat of <laughs> mold on the pumpkin pie. White powder looking mold. <laughs> and so I, you know, immediately was like, oh my gosh, you guys, this pie has mold on it. And one ant <laughs> fully like her fork clinks. <laughs> on her plate, she had completely polished it off. <laughs> the, like whole, the whole slice. The whole slice was gone. She's like licking her lips, by. going, What? Didn't What's wrong even with the notice. And probably three other people were like halfway through. And so. Because it was more than one pie, right? Or was it one yeah. pie? It was like mold on two pies or something like that. So every pie that she had gotten from, from Whole, whole Foods food that day. That day. Like that hour. So bad on Whole Foods because boo, it didn't. It wasn't boo. like post expiration date or anything. It was. <sighs> Yeah. So anyway, my aunt brought them back and got money back from Whole Foods <laughs> but for that. We never heard what happened if there was like a <laughs> Chuck's Donuts type of story. <laughs> like my for those who fully consumed that moldy pie. <laughs> Did you have to run to the what we would call the water closet in London, the WC, the bathroom, the toilet? Um, so the voice the. the <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes me laugh so hard is that, listeners, Wendy is super uber aware of food safety. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she's the food safety <laughs> queen and king in our house. Oh <laughs> so the fact that she was, you know, about to put this in her mouth, like, first of all, that ever that it got past <laughs> you, like, it almost got into like, your I mouth. I served it. It's pretty <laughs> Because I almost feel like in my mind, the recollection is like you slapping your hands down on the table of the counter and said, nobody move. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There was mold. <laughs> Not quite. That's how I relived it in uh, my mind because Wendy is like super like aware of things. How long has this been in the refrigerator? Expiration date. Did, did you check the expiration date on that? I don't know if that's good. I'm like, honey, it's I been know. in here for two days. I'm like, chill out. It'll burn off in the microwave. That's and you kinda... wonder why you have stomach issues, though. <laughs> I think you're a little more risky than I am <laughs> with your food. That's true. Dang. <laughs> Maybe I need to change my eating habits and not consume oh, things that have I been sitting know. in a Tupperware or Ziploc for weeks on end. So, listeners, that's what we're looking for. Uh, you send us your stories. They can be anonymous or not. We could just read them in first person. We can make them our own. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll like dramatically act them out. We want to hear them. Yeah, and we'll throw the little music behind it, but we all need a little laugh. But we're also looking for uh, some deep, sacred stories. So as we go into the holiday season, I, I'm looking for how do we survive? And that sounds kind of, you know, crass because we don't just want to survive the holiday season i would say how can we thrive how do we enjoy it and maybe we can right now even just talk mm -hmm. about some ideas what i'm really digging right now is that thanksgiving was earlier right so it's on the earlier yeah, it side feels like we have longer of november still yeah so now November's we well we <laughs> we already have our christmas tree up our decorations we're into it we're totally like thanksgiving day you had put the, the yeah the stockings, stockings up. up which i loved 
And I was thinking somehow I made it through having a job in which a majority of my responsibilities were Christmas oriented with a love still for Christmas. Yeah. And I don't take that for granted because I know a lot of people. So if you're a listener and you know a person who's in, uh, let's retail. say, retail. Because yeah. <laughs> we were both in retail. Yeah. You and I. I did retail. You did retail yeah. for quite a while. Or a person who's in any kind of, like, what? Uh, Marketing, um, probably. Pub- yeah, public events. Yes. Right? Like a lot of the parks and recs people have to do events, park uh, event yeah. type things. Uh, I'm thinking of... Um, like what, like anybody putting on performance type things. I have a friend who's in the theater world and like almost every theater does either the, nut, the Nutcracker or the Christmas, uh, what's that, the Scrooge, what's that one called? The Christmas, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. So yeah. like sometimes like you're, you're doing those from like November 28th till December yeah. 20th, Yeah. you know, and that can kind of get you. And then of course the people who are in the, the church, the institutional church world, like I had like my job, the three days before Thanksgiving was to decorate a huge ginormous sanctuary that was like for Christmas, which was impossible. It was so big. It was also, I had to deal with like crazy red and purple colors that never matched. And I don't feel like I'm the best interior person. Like I'm not an interior designer. So I was like, why is this falling on me? Cause (laughs) I'm the creative person. They're like, that's my job. And you had to get all these volunteers who are also like, this is holiday time. So volunteers giving up their Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll honestly say that was one of the best. Those are some of the best memories I have. Uh, uh, I'm going to shout out some names, but I think of the, my, the, the Ken Sly in my life, who he listens to this podcast, so shout out to you, <laughs> Ken, and Tom and Kathy Ratzloff. They were these awesome, dedicated volunteers who would come you know, year after year. Kate May had these people who just would show up, and Brenda, Wiley, yes, and Christine Siegel. Yeah. They would just spend hours upon hours, yeah. and that would take, like, um, like sometimes I'd get home at midnight or 1 a.m. Yeah. in the morning yeah. because I would have to have it done for the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we had to go into, like, the dirty, ratchety, rat-infested, <laughs> cobwebbed attic of the sanctuary and deal with whoever thought of pre-lit Christmas trees, that was uh, the idea from like a spawn of Satan because they never worked. Like those pre-lit Christmas trees. Which, side note, I seriously wanted to pitch that to you this year. You did pitch it to me. Maybe we should get (laughs) You did pitch it to me. What are you talking about? So I want to hear from anybody who has... A crisp, an artificial tree that already has lights. That already, Do that's you the key. Love it, right? Or are you cursing it? I as was well? almost open for an artificial tree this year, sans lights, because it was rainy. But we got our real tree in the rain yeah. at Home Depot. But the thing with the artificial tree that already has lights is it works. I think for one year. The next year, you take it apart and you put it in the thing, and it sits there for a year. Something happens in that year. I'm telling you, rats and moths and whatever. They trick one little light off, and you put it all together, and it doesn't work. And the the strings and ah, no, don't put your money into that. And if it's worked more than two years, then you have a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> like Tiny Tim. God bless <laughs> us, everyone. But your point was you did all that and you still felt the joy of I, the season. I did have a point still... to that. I still do. <laughs> I still love Christmas so much. Like We had Christmas music playing a week <laughs> a week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I do. Let I love it. Let us live, it. people. I love it. We have every freaking tra- tradition in the book in this family. 
We're all, we have our go see the lights night. We have our hot chocolate in uh, this night. We have our do the cookie. Gingerbread make, houses. You know, make the gingerbread houses. We volunteer with our live nativity, which is called Bethlehem AD in Redwood City. Which, side note, if anyone in Redwood City or Bay Area wants to come act in this ginormous 10,000 visitor event. Wow, is it 10,000? 10,000 people. Oh my gosh, I never knew that. Yeah, 10,000 people come to this event uh, over three days, yeah. 21st, 22nd, 23rd of December. And then this is the second or third year they're doing the live streaming. And they had over 100,000, I believe, is that right? 100,000 live viewers over three days. So where could people find that? If so they I guess it's going to be local? on, yeah, I guess it's going to be on YouTube or on the Bethlehem AD. I'll find out more. I'll tell you guys. But this year I'm actually going to be like the Ryan Seacrest of it, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be like, hey, everyone, Tony Gapazone reporting live from Bethlehem AD. I think we're still really? trying to, I think, I Maybe think. should be like an ancient tea character. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to come in in like some shawl and some tribal gown. I think that's better than Ryan no, Seacrest. With, why would the tribal peasant <laughs> guy have a microphone in the middle of Bethlehem? I don't know. <laughs> it's sacred and strange. I, I don't know. So here's, the, here's my, so this is, this is what I've pitched. Because they have this online, pre okay, this is what's so cool. They have this online presence and people are watching from all over the country because friends, are, you know, their friends, their grandkids, their grandmas or whoever are sharing it on Facebook and people are watching. People have started to ask questions like, like about scripture, about the story. And so they're trying to realize, wow, like how do you capitalize on a very captive audience? Like interact. Interact. So I'm, so I'm directing a three-day shoot this week to create some original content as if there were, we're gonna follow some real human beings who are going to this event, like what are their lives like before and what are their lives like after? So cool. it's cool, I got to write it and I'll direct it. But the idea is we're, they're, gonna, they're gonna punch that in into the live section so people can go, oh, there's something original here. And then I'm going to pop in and talk to camera and hopefully engage with the people who are online. That's what that's cool. about. So that's gotta be more modern. And, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> as we head into the holidays, how do we thrive? Some thoughts uh, from our listeners would be great so that we could share. So if you have yeah, ideas, we would love. Tell us what you do that you really like mm -hmm. to keep yourself sane. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard lots of talks in like my mom groups about like getting rid of some traditions that you don't have to do everything <laughs> uh -huh. every year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your kids out you know, they phase out and mm. it's hard to let go of your kids like young, you know, innocent stages. But um, to realize like, OK, maybe we're over the gingerbread houses. Let's check in with them and see if that's, you know, that's good. I feel like we need our family needs. We do the Bethlehem event for other people, but they get out of it. They feel like they're enjoying oh, they the it. heck out it's of it. Like it's something so fun for them. Yeah, significant. This will be our fourth year in a row doing it. But I want to do something where we can also serve, give back, give some, um, you know, donate our time or donate resources or donate gifts to those who are under-resourced. That's something mm -hmm. I feel as if we're lacking. And I know uh, nonprofit organizations that do outreach to those who are experiencing challenging times or experiencing homeless, yeah. they see the biggest spike. Like this is the biggest time from Thanksgiving to Christmas because people feel like that. Oh, I want to I want to give. give back. Like yeah. that's something that helps people feel satisfied that they experienced a really thoughtful or meaningful season. So, uh, so listeners, I, we encourage you find some rhythm, find something 
that makes you feel like this is good for you, if it's decorating, if it's um, just spending some time with friends and family, if you you know have a space that you get to make feel a little bit more like, oh, this is a different Christmas vibe. Like Do that for yourself and then find something you can do for others. And then find if you're not a part of a faith community or tradition, what will you do for the Christmas Eve, the Christmas Day, which this year it's on a Monday, which is weird, which mm. I think is kind of cool. Christmas Eve is a Monday. Christmas Day is a Tuesday. Tuesday. So that works out good for people with jobs who get the time off because you have a weekend and then you have that. Yeah. I love that. Bottom line, too, don't go into debt. We're, we're trying to yeah. cut back a little bit. Like we always just do, you came up with the three-day thing, or what's it called? No, three-gift three three thing. Mm-hmm. You want to so share that? So each of our, um, I think it it's kind of, you know, taken from when Jesus was born and he was given three gifts. So we kind of use that to tell our girls they'll get three gifts from us. We don't do Santa in our house. So mm-hmm. they know the gifts are coming from us and they know they get three. Um, and so then it really helps me. I'm the shopper generally <laughs> for Christmas. And so it helps me hone in on what is the best mm-hmm three gifts because if I was just like cruising the toy aisles I would just be like oh she'd like that oh she'd like that oh you know yeah and um it helps me just keep a budget in mind and keep the priorities in mind and and then their expectations are kind of in check they're not you know expecting three gajillion gifts um but they get you know gifts from other family members Mm -hmm. too so it kind of rounds it out for them um, and I've heard families do like something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Some, uh, you know, there's little four, yeah, four gifts, and they all have a specific purpose. And yeah. I mean, there's lots of ideas out there for how to kind of m- keep it under control yeah. and not go crazy with mm-hmm. gifts. That I think a lot of us at least feel like our kids have enough. They have what they need. Oh they gosh. have more than what they need. So more. Yeah. More plastic, more toys, yeah. more stuff that's going to be forgotten just feels so wasteful. So I'm just over it. Be intentional. I'm over all the plastic junk. <laughs> like I can't. Sometimes I walk into our kids' rooms. And I just like I just like throw things away. They don't even. They don't even. <laughs> for, like no, know. they don't even realize don't like even things are it. gone. There's so much junk and crap, and I get most of it stuck between my toes and my feet, and I get a. Yeah. Like, spiky heel from a Barbie or something and my oh my gosh that's like the worst yeah. so sometimes I want to be all lovey-dovey putting the kids together or putting the kids to bed at night and I just see clutter just and toys everywhere. and I'll just like go into tyrant dad you're not going to get any Christmas presents if we don't take care of this stuff <laughs> hey put things in this place it's just like the worst I hate, like, kinda, I hate that kind of I hate that kind of dad <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's hard, but it's hard. We love your ideas. Yeah, you guys. yeah. If you have stuff, gift giving mm-hmm. tips or tricks or things that you like to do, I'm sure we'd all love to hear it. But so. what about too? Like, if you also any of our listeners have small businesses, uh, you you offer product. If you want to share them with us, if you have anything that's going on, oh, that'd be I cool. mean, especially if there's something, you know, significant and unique you want to offer to the podcast listeners, discounts or something like that. I'd love to be able to say there's cool stuff, you know, going on that, you know, we can support you in your business and what you're selling and peddling this mm-hmm. Christmas season. 
Can I do a shout out to Jen Hatmaker? Sure, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She had a podcast last year. She and her husband did like their favorite things, kind of like Oprah's favorite things, except These are a few of my except movies. they were all like um, businesses that gave back in some way or were just responsibly sourced or mm. whatever. And I got so many gift ideas <laughs> from that last year. Yeah. I loved that the gifts that I was choosing were actually things that the the recipients were going to love and they were quality and they were great, but they were also like, Oh, it's helping women who have been rescued out of trafficking. Oh, this is helping children who can't hear and don't have access to hearing aids. This is helping like just by buying an awesome product that Mm -hmm. you would love to give regardless of that. So I would do a little search or maybe in your show notes, you could link to Mm -hmm. that because she, I think she did it again this year, but last year's, um, companies were awesome. Yeah, we'll do that in the show notes. Yeah. Check that out. I actually benefited from uh, Jen Hatmaker's podcast because my wife hooked me up with some <laughs> yeah. sweet, sweet headphones. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's all we got today. It's a short one today, which is kind of nice to have a short one in, in between of the seasons. <laughs> Episode chat. 26. Hey, so thanks for listening. Oh, one last thing. Giving Tuesday is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, the Tuesday after Cyber Monday. And since Holy Cannoli is a production of Brave Maker, Brave Maker Media, our nonprofit here, we are an official 501c3 nonprofit. All donations are tax deductible. You can go to bravemaker.com and make a donation today. You can also go there and add yourself to the buzz, which is this uh, email blast that we put out. And you'll get in the loop of film screenings and other cool opportunities. In fact, we're doing a special private film screening on December 17th, 2018 in Redwood City. We only have 170-something tickets. It's for a film that's not yet out. I can't even publicize it, unfortunately, on social media or on this podcast. But I can email you the information. And it's a story. I can tell you this. It's a story, a narrative film, uh, which means it's a fictional film. Cool story. And it's based on true events going on in the immigration system. So I can tell you that much, but I can give you the details, send a trailer and all that stuff if you sign up on the Brave Maker Buzz, which is on bravemaker.com. And it'll be in the downtown movie theater. Yeah, in Redwood City. Yeah, in one of those cool, yeah, one of those screens. And we'll have the filmmaker there to talk, to do a QA, and a because that's what Brave Maker is going to be about, is about dialoguing around the films. So fun. All right. All right, you guys. All right. Life is sacred. Life is strange. Peace. Bye.